Welcome to Real Estate Coach Radio, the place you go to make real estate dough. Welcome, and thanks for joining us for another great week of Real Estate Coach Radio, packed with great tips on how to grow your real estate business. I'm Bernice Ross, the CEO of realestatecoach.com and your host for today's show. If you're ready to unlock the secrets of making more real estate dough in your business, Let's get to our guest mentor right now and learn more about how to do it. Now, Bernice Ross with today's guest mentor. Welcome. I'm Bernice Ross, the CEO of realestatecoach.com, and I'm very happy to welcome Tim O'Keefe today. He is the CEO of SpiderJuiceTechnologies.com. SpiderJuice Technologies is Tim's company, and they specialize in doing digital marketing, including search engine optimization, as well as the topic for today, which I'm very excited about, which which is called Making Facebook Work Again for Your Business. So welcome, Tim. We're delighted to have you with us today. Exciting. I'm uh, very excited to be with you. Well, welcome. Delighted to have you here. So let's begin. Um, One of the reasons I reached out to you uh, to be on the show is you had a post and you talked about how to make Facebook work again for your business. Exactly what happened that motivated you to write that post because I think that's something that has real application to our listeners. I connected with this lady who was frustrated with Facebook not working for her anymore. Uh, Specifically, she was frustrated that the posts were being filled up with a bunch of political posts of the season, and, you know, she couldn't see her grandchildren, her kids, and, and all that, and she was ready to drop out, according to her post. So... That resonated with me, and so I went over to her wall, and I looked, and so I showed her how to block out or to flood her posts with the most important stuff that matters to her, which was her grandkids and her uh, her family. Now, I think our listeners, would, a lot of them would like to get rid of all the political posts that, you know, that's kind of died down to some extent, but it's still pretty active. Is there a simple way to do that on Facebook, Tim? Well, the way that uh, I explained to her, and I did some screenshots, and I also later on did a video on it uh, because it resonated with so many people, it's it's pretty simple. At the top of anybody's Facebook wall, uh, as well as the the business page, is a little different, but it's similar. There's a thing there that says follow, and you can just drop it down and say see first. And Facebook will allow you, I don't know how many it is, but it's quite a few. It'll allow you to see a certain amount of posts first. So I love that because it kind of puts my content, like my clients, I like to know if my client posted something or wrote an article, and I sure would like to know that they posted it. And as most of us know, Facebook is not showing us everything. So by making this a priority, it gives me what I want so that I can do what I need to do in my business or, in her case, keeping up with the kids. So that's something that's really important then because I want to see what my clients are doing. So I might want to move clients that I'm working with to the top or somebody who refers me a lot of, a lot of business to the top to make sure that I'm always seeing what they're posting. Any other suggestions on this? Why do we want to see what they're posting is so that we could post within what they're posting, right? We want to comment. We want to add value to whatever it is that they're discussing. And so to me, the whole point of social media is to insert yourself into the conversation 
and then become a thought leader. And a lot of that is through these kind of means. I, I won't wait just on my wall, even the ones that I curate to the top like I just showed you. I'll actually go through my friend list and find the, the people that I haven't communicated with. Otherwise, why are they even on my list? But So if I haven't communicated with them in a while or I don't recognize the name, I might go to their wall and just see what they're all about. And if they're the type of you know client that I might want to know um, or any other interests for that matter, I'll enter into the conversation. I'll be social. That's the point. Social media, right? <laughs> well, Tim, I think you raised a really important point because I think a lot of people today think they have to have a thousand followers or maybe more. But it's my understanding that you've got somewhere between 150 and 250 people that you are actually interacting with, and really about 150 is all you can actually manage then if you will keep up with that 150 and you keep upgrading that list, that you're going to get a lot of business because it's about the personal connection. Now, you drew a distinction when we were talking a little bit earlier about the two sides of the social media. One is the personal connection side, but the second side is not social. Could you elaborate on those two differences a little bit more for me, please? So often we get onto Facebook, right, and we join as a, as a person. And, and so to me, it's very important to create a a personality, right? And so I've even joked when I've talked with people is, you know, it's the Tim show. When I start writing Facebook posts, it's the Tim show. And, and it doesn't seem like a show necessarily, but there's, there's a performance that I'm putting on. My, my posts usually will follow some sort of uh, content and theme. As an example, it's topical. I think the Super Bowl, I had a bunch of Super Bowl Brady type of, you know, type of post all day long. And so it'll be stuff like that. The Grammys were the other day, so I posted a few things on the Grammys. I didn't even watch the Grammys. I just went and grabbed stuff on the Grammys because a lot of people were watching. And so it immediately got their attention. And they were like, oh, yeah, so-and-so gave the greatest performance ever. Okay, great. And so you're connecting. You're sharing and connecting with those people like a real human being. So often, though, people will just, you know, if it's the real estate world, they'll just slam, oh, I just listed 123 Apple Street. Okay, why do I care? And, well, I care because it's the most historical house in the neighborhood and, you know, they filmed a million movies there or whatever. There's something, that's what people are interested about on social media. They're not interested that I do SEO, although once in a while, I would say every 30 posts, I might post something about my business world. I don't talk business hardly at all. But yet, I have a following because I'm a personality. I've created a personality over the years. Now, on the other side is, is the, what I would call the syndicate side or the, where you actually can get away with slamming content and, and not really being very social, which is a lot of people, quite frankly, have a hard time with. They have a hard time being that, that personal uh, person because they, they're, they're too busy. I mean, they're in the real world. They're not in front of the box, you know, typing away. They're, they're in the real world doing transactions, and that's, that's good. So there's another way, and that is to, to create either through ads um, in, in Facebook uh, specifically. You can, it's a great place for ads. And it's also a great place to syndicate your content from a starting place. For those of us who are just commenting on Facebook, 
Um, I want to go back to what you were saying because I think this is a really important point. You talked about the importance here of making a personal connection and what you're really after is building trust. It is that it yeah. is that personality they're building trust with. Could you say a little bit more about that? Because I think that's the real key point. There is an authenticity that being on social media or, or anywhere on the net allows us to portray to our public. For instance, one thing that I reveal is through my online stuff is that I served volunteer as a coach and president of a rather large organization of for youth football uh, for 13 years. And I'm passionate about it. I'm, I'm huge on it. And it connects with a lot of people either that are football fans or uh, on the other side that care about kids which is mostly what I talk about really is just that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm connecting and my, my client, my audience is connecting to that because they believe the same thing. So we're sharing, we're going after shared values. What do I care about? So I'm building a persona that is true. It's not made up. It's, it's a real persona. I'm coach Tim. I, People call me on the phone, hey, Coach Tim. It's a way to, to help the community, and everybody loves that. So there's, there's things that, they, that the public can, and the audience can attach to in me that, makes, that they believe in, right? Um, and so that's a, that causes trust, whereas so often nowadays, uh, people are afraid. They're, they're, how many of your clients out there are, you're frustrated with potentially not, they're not calling you. Um, why? Because they're hiding behind their computer. <laughs> they're hiding behind their phone. They're hiding behind everything is, is being set up so that people can hide from you. Gosh, the other day I went and did research on televisions and uh, I was doing the same thing. You know, I'm doing it all stealth and nobody knows that I'm looking for a television. And uh, if I would simply just pick up the phone and ask an expert at Best Buy or something or go in there, I could get my answer. But no, I'm going to do it uh, you know, the way I want to do it. And, and everybody's that way. We're, we're all that way. So when we have an opportunity where real live bodies are out there, we're, we're connecting with them. We're, we're being a human being. And being a human being is really not so available to us anymore we we don't see being a human being we don't see it on tv people get on you know tv shows they're not acting like human beings they're acting you know uh reality tv really i mean that's not how humans act that's not how we treat each other and you can be that you can be that shining light in social media and on the internet and that's that's all i'm talking about is is that's the persona and and hopefully everybody, you know, believes in that, in that little message. It's just doing the right thing and, and you get to, you get to be that person and, and lead the way and lead the charge. So, uh, what I really believe in. Today, if someone's trying to sell me something, I want to avoid them. But if someone is yeah. serving the community and we are both passionate about that service, yeah, they want to, they want to be around me because I'm giving back. And I know, especially for our millennials, you know, you look at companies like Target where they contribute part of every sale goes to a charitable cause. You know, two-thirds of the top producers uh, in the United States 
when they were surveyed, they said giving back to their community was a core part of how they generated leads. So the service first and connection is how you build trust, but it's also how you build your business. You had a great definition of curation. And I've heard a lot of people talk about curation. And for our listeners, they probably don't have any idea what this is. But this is essentially, I see, see, I, I read one of Tim's blog posts. I really like it. So I post it on my Facebook page. But then what do I do after that? Because curation is more than just putting a comment in and then posting a link. Tim, so how do you recommend that our listeners go about using curation on their Facebook page or anywhere else where they may be posting online, whether it's on Pinterest or Instagram or Snapchat? How can they go about doing that? Curation on a social media, we all do it. We take a really cool article and we stick it in there. And you guys, you know, we don't even say anything. We just put it there and imply that you should go look at it. And the problem is, is most of the time people just read the title. And uh, and that's why a lot of problems happen in social media from clickbait and, and all that is because the titles a lot of times that people post are really not true. And so it causes issues. So what I'll do is I'll take the post. And I'll even, I'll even take the post and I'll quote it. So I'll take maybe a paragraph or two, cut out what's not needed and just the salient points and put it in quotation. And that tells them what the article is about. If they want to go study it, they can click on it. So I'm saving my people from having to do all that work, right? I'm making it easy. They could scan what I quoted and oh, cool. He saved me from another trip to another website. I got to wait for it to load and ads and pop-ups and all that stuff. So right there, I'm, I'm, I'm helping my, my readers. I'll even go above and beyond that and I'll put in my own take on the subject. So if the, uh, a good example that I used, uh, five, five important ways to do ABC and I'll say, here's five more ways to do ABC and XYZ. And so I'm adding to the value of, of that, of that original article. I'm actually using the article, not so that you'll go see the article, but that you'll read my post. I'm not interested in you leaving. I want you to read my material. So now an, a way to do that for SEO purposes, to double up on the value of it is I'll curate my own content. So I might even, if I don't blog, then I can still curate my own content from another social site or from even a post I did yesterday that's on a similar topic. And so I'll do that all the time. I'll, I'll take, I, I'll take a, a link from yesterday's post on XYZ and then talk about, uh, here's five more reasons why I discovered that you should do ABC and XYZ. So you just you're creating it's kind of an ongoing blog really inside of, of of Facebook, but it's more personable. So what you're saying then? So say that I see an article on the fact that they're predicting there's going to be more mortgage rate increases coming, and so the article gave three things to be concerned about, and then you might say, in addition to what's going on nationally. Here's what's going on in terms of how it's going to impact prices in our area. We are already in a slowing market, so we expect additional uh, in interest rate increases are going to start putting some downward pressure on prices. 
which, but it also means there's going to be less people able to buy. So sellers are thinking about selling need to sell right now and buyers to capitalize on the yes. lower interest rates. Yes. One of the ways I used to teach it a million years ago when, when blogs were the rage and that was the social media was I would say, you know, interest rates went down today. And people, right, people would post that. And my response is, why are you posting that? They've heard that 12 times on the radio on the way into work. They've seen it on TV. And they get it. Rates are going up or down or sideways or whatever they're doing. But what, what you just said was, this is what it means. And I would even go, this is what it means to you in Torrance, where I'm at. Okay, if you're in, in my market, it's Torrance. This is what I'm, the average home in Torrance the monthly payment on average was one, two, three, and now it's going to go up to four, five, six, and then so and it's expected to go even higher. So it's going to cost you more. And you just go into what it means to them personally in in Torrance or wherever you're at. Now it has meaning to me, and so that's really getting down to uh, turning the the topic of the day into your marketplace. And uh, one of my favorite ways to explain this, I love this as a metaphor, and I, I don't know where anybody sits politically, and it doesn't matter, but two very polarizing shows on either side of the aisle was uh, is MSNBC or Fox, right? Everybody, depending on which side you're on, you hate the other, right? So very polarizing. They're not news stations. They may call themselves news stations. They are editorial opinion stations. And that's why they're so successful. And so what I'm saying is, if you're wanting to learn how to create content that's relevant to your audience, go watch Rachel Maddow, go watch Sean Hannity, and you may not stand one of them or both or whatever, but go listen to what they're doing. They're talking to their audience, spoon feeding them what they want to hear. And then you go to the other channel, and they're doing the same thing, except for a different specific audience. That's what we do as marketers. Okay, there's a reason why we know those channels, because they are really good at what they do. And so that's what we got to be in our little channels, whether it be Facebook or YouTube or whatever it is that your 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 way of communicating to your marketplace is. That's really my, you know, you want to talk about getting personal, that's how you do it. Well, I think you just, you raised uh, so many good points here. I want to go back to your initial strategy here, which I really love. So it's like, so here's what this interest rate means in terms of the median house price here in my city, you know, in this neighborhood, our median price is XYZ. This means if the, if the interest rates go up a quarter of a point, here's how much more a person has to make per year. But also that means that there are fewer people to qualify. So this could be, you know, there might be a 1% or 2% drop in prices if interest rates go up by half a point. So it's like saying what could happen and, and describing it specifically tied to the median price where they live. That's a huge strategy. Tim, to sort of wrap things up for today, do you have a final takeaway for our listeners? What we really talked about was content, right? I mean, we're, we're putting content out there somewhere, somehow, and... We talked a lot about curation into uh, into Facebook, and we're kind of using Facebook as as the model social media. But it's really, if you think of anything I said, 
it has value in anything you do online. And in fact, you can even extrapolate it into the real world in, in some ways. So I would suggest that probably the best advice I can have, if you want to start creating content, and I know that it's difficult at first, it, it just, you know, maybe give it a, give it a try or give it, a, give it an experiment. I'm going to do this for 10 days or a week or three days or whatever. And the easiest, most simple way that you can do this, besides the way, you know, the, the news way that we talked about, what is your marketplace asking you? I can't tell you enough how much content I've created that's been based on what has happened to me. Meaning, what did my client just ask me? And what was my answer? And guess what? He kind of liked that answer, or she kind of liked that answer. Kind of made me feel good because I gave a real good answer, and, and they confirmed it by their, by their body language or their, their, their words. Don't you think that it's a little selfish to just only give that content to that one person? Why don't you share it with the world? That's why, to me, we should be doing social media and any other kind of publishing that we can do. Great, Tim. This has been a really useful session, and I like the idea of making Facebook work for us again. So we've been visiting with Tim O'Keefe. He's the CEO of SpiderJuiceTechnologies.com. And, Tim, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Working Smarter. One of the quickest ways to lose clients is to discuss the private things you learn about them when you work together. This is especially true in very tight-knit communities or when you're working with high-profile clients. No matter how tempting it is to share information about your clients with others, don't do it. If you want referrals from them, zip your lips. And on that note, a hearty thanks to our crew here at Real Estate Coach Radio, including Byron Van Arsdale, Dick Nady, Philip Manikin, and Shane Bowen. Most importantly, we're grateful that you've taken time from your busy schedule to join us this week. Be sure to tune in next week when we'll be back with more tools and strategies to help you make more real estate dough in your real estate business. Make it a great day. If you're ready to make more real estate dough, join us again for Real Estate Coach Radio. The thoughts, opinions, and views expressed by the speakers are not necessarily those of the producers.